Good morning, class. Good morning, Hi, I'm Keith Moore, and this is Faith School. Faith School's the place where my spirit is fed. My faith grows stronger, and I learn how to be an overcomer. It's good to win. It's good to receive what you need. It's good to overcome instead of being overcome, to be a victor instead of a victim. Uh, as a child of God, you are not a victim, and you never have to be a victim. Even if something, you're dealing with something that's very unpleasant and uncomfortable, you need to decree and proclaim, I am a victorious one. I am an overcomer. Hallelujah. Like we were saying yesterday, greater is he that's in me than he that's in the world. Get your Bible, get something to make some notes with. Come on into the classroom with us. Saved you a seat right up front. So uh, don't, don't let everything distract you where you are. Come on in to here in this faith environment. And let's believe God for answers today. Father, we thank you so much for your goodness, your graciousness, your faithfulness. We ask for the anointing that teaches us that leads and guides us into all the truth, that reminds us of all that you've said to us and even shows us things to come. We, we thank you for that. We expect it and we purpose to put into practice what you show us. Then we will be sure of seeing results, seeing wonderful things, deliverances, healings, miracles in Jesus' name. Amen. Look, please, with me in the Bible, the great textbook, again today at Matthew, the 15th chapter. We um, are continuing our study of the healing of the Syrophoenician woman's daughter. Um, this is our 10th account in our study so far. The previous nine are available to you. you just go to faithschool.org. And uh, it's no charge. You can catch up all the way. Uh, but we're continuing in this today, and it's, it's uh, one of two accounts where Jesus said they had great faith. So we are really paying attention, aren't we, class? We, why? Because if she can have great faith, we can have great faith. So look again in Matthew 15. Matthew 15 and about 21 here, it says, Then Jesus went thence and departed into the coasts of Tyre and Zidon. And behold, a woman of Canaan. Everybody say that out loud, a woman of Canaan. Woman of Canaan. Why, would, why would he tell us this? We're going to see more about that in a moment. But a woman of Canaan came out of the same coasts, and that again is the coast of Tyre and Zidon, which is that Whole Canaan refers to the whole region, um, and those were coastal cities. She cried to him, saying, Have mercy on me, O Lord, thou son of David. My daughter 
is grievously vexed with a demon. Like we said, uh, the Young's literal translation says, my daughter is miserably demonized. The Amplified said, uh, my daughter is miserably and distressingly and cruelly possessed by a, a demon. Weymouth says harassed by a demon. Look with me over in Mark's account, um, looking at that same, same thought there in Mark 7 and uh, 24. When Jesus arose, he went to the borders of Tyre and Sidon, and entered into a house, would have no man know it, but he could not be hid. For a certain woman whose young daughter had an unclean spirit. Now, um, Matthew says it was a, a demon. That's, that's a, a bad spirit, an evil spirit. And this one says unclean spirit. So that's more detail. And there's no contradiction. Uh, these unclean spirits are bad spirits, evil spirits. And, and uh, demon is the same description. And it said uh, the woman was a Greek. Now, again, this is not just describing where she came from. Uh, this is who she is at this time. She is a non-Jewish person. And by that, that means that's, you know, believing in and, and, and worshiping, serving the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. That is not her life. That is not her position. Endeavoring to keep the law uh, under the first covenant. She may have known nothing at all about this. And that she's not, because there are other times where the scripture will tell you that a Gentile person had become a proselyte. They were, you could say, a convert to Judaism. And, but that's not her case. Not her case. Canaanite and, and Greek said, uh, Syrophoenician by nation, she besought him that he would cast forth the demon out of her daughter. Now, we asked the question on yesterday's class, how did this happen? How did her daughter get in this condition? And we also mentioned that people, you know, today, they've, they've been to school, they've been to college, they've got degrees. And, and so they think demon, evil spirit, unclean spirit, that describes primitive cultures who didn't know better who didn't understand science. They didn't understand the cause and effects. No, that means you don't understand something, that there is another dimension called spirit. It's, it's the dimension all matter and energy came out of. Even those who study physics are, are saying some of these things now. They, they talk about dark matter, <laughs> dark energy. What does that mean? You can't see it. Hmm? You can see the evidence of it, but you can't see it. Well, that's what the Bible says, that everything that was made, that God formed the worlds out of that which cannot be seen. So there is the unseen 
that is real. It's not imaginary. Well, if you believe in God, you believe the Bible, then you believe in the reality of the Holy Spirit. You also believe in ministering spirits, angels, right? If you believe the Bible, well, if you believe the same Bible, then you know that there's a devil and there are bad spirits, evil influences. And these are not things for the child of God to be afraid of because we have authority over these things. Huh? You being afraid of it's the worst thing you can do because fear is a big part of one of their biggest weapons in their arsenal is <laughs> getting you in fear, trying to keep you in fear means you're yielding to it. God did not give us the spirit of fear, but of power, love, and a sound mind. What does that mean? If he didn't give you the fear, what should you do with when fear comes? You should resist it. You should not just yield to fear and receive fear. You should resist fear. So, uh, this woman's young daughter has become oppressed or worse uh, by a wrong spirit, a bad spirit, an unclean spirit. These things don't happen accidentally. Uh, we know it happened because of exposure to and involvement in ungodly, unclean things bad things, wrong things. The, if, a, if a wrong spirit has a lot of influence in your life, affecting the way you think, affecting what you do, which is evidenced by torment, depression, rage, all these things, it's because you either ignorantly or knowingly gave place to it. Because the devil cannot make you do something. He cannot just come in and take you over and force you. He wishes he could. And if he could, we wouldn't be in faith school today. <laughs> He'd be running to some other direction. He can't. He can't. He can't. He is a stripped, brought to naught, eternally defeated. Right? Loser. <laughs> You're the winner. He's the loser. Keep it straight. Uh, go with me, if you would, back to Leviticus. The um, 18th chapter. And let's begin to notice. Because we, we are not left without any information on Canaan. <laughs> you ever heard about Canaan? Oh man. Well, there is a lot of detail given about the lifestyle of the Canaanites. And that's what we just got through reading, that this woman is a Canaanite. And uh, it's one of the things that the Lord cautioned and warned about. And I believe there's insight here into how this woman's daughter got in this condition, got in this shape. Friends, do you believe that it matters what your children watch, what they listen to? who they hang out with, where they go, what they're involved in, who they're around. Does it matter? Does it matter what you watch? <laughs> right? What you listen to, who you're around, 
where you go. It does. What you're involved in. Uh, I mean, we, we should all be quick to acknowledge we believe you can go to church and yield to the Holy Spirit. Right? Well, if you yield to the Holy Spirit, there's going to be evidence of the fruit of the Spirit. Right? People yielding to the Holy Spirit, you're going to see love, joy, peace, right? Etc. Well, you go to a place where folks are yielding to bad spirits and you yield to, you get involved with what they're doing, that means you're yielding to the same spirits they're yielding to, you're going to see evidence of bad things. Right? Hate, bitterness, depression, death, hopelessness, torment, vexation. Didn't she say, my daughter's grievously vexed? Right? So, you know, what would they call that today? Well, they'd prescribe her some pills, right? They'd pres- but, and, and, you know, that can mute your physical awareness. It can put you in a stupor, but it still won't deliver you from the spiritual influence, right? Because you can't give that, that unclean spirit a pill, right? <laughs> and once the girl is delivered from the influence, she doesn't need any pills, Right? She doesn't need anything to do. But, but that's all human beings know in the natural world to do. And I'm, I'm not knocking it. People help all they know how. But again, you see people go decade after decade and don't get free and don't get help. Well, something's not working. Something's not right. But we need, in order to get free and stay free, you need to understand how they got in that condition to begin with. Because it's possible to get free and get back in the same condition later or worse by going back to some of the same unclean things. Now notice in Leviticus, the 18th chapter, it says, uh, The Lord spoke to Moses and he said, Speak to the children of Israel and say to them, I am the Lord your God. After the doings of the land of Egypt wherein you dwelt, shall you not do. And after the doings of the land of Canaan, whether I bring you, shall you not do. And he's saying, uh, you don't live like they lived in Egypt. And you're not going to live like they live in Canaan. You don't live like what I brought you out of, and you don't live like the people in the land I'm taking you into. Didn't the scripture tell us in Romans 12, Don't be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind so that you can prove what's that good and acceptable and perfect will of God. He he went on to say, you shall do my judgments and keep my ordinances to walk therein. I am the Lord your God. You'll keep my statutes and my judgments, which if a man do, he shall live in them. I am the Lord. Now I won't go through all of it, but it'd be worth your time to read carefully this entire 18th chapter, it's not that long, but he goes point by point about sexual sins and immoralities. About, uh, and and he, he, he commands them that they are not to be involved in adulteries or fornications or incest 
or he goes right down the list. Why am I talking about this? Because this is how they lived in Canaan. Y'all with me, class? And to varying degrees, this is how people live in the world we're in right now. But somebody said, well, you know, I mean, adults are free to do what they want to do with their own body. Yeah, and you're also free to get uh, oppressed by a bad spirit. Y'all with me, friends? And to get all messed up. And it, as the years go by, it can just get worse and worse and worse. And one of the, one of the big indicators of these things is a lack of peace and a lack of joy. See, if you're going to uh, yield to wrong things and, and do bizarre things with your body and with your life, uh, it's not going to make you happy. And, and it's just like uh, an addiction to a chemical. Uh, you know, maybe a little bit of alcohol will give you the buzz today, but a year from now, you'll be drinking three times that amount, five times. That, you understand what I'm talking about? And not enjoying it either. Come on, can you see that? And, and this is how the ways of the flesh go. And it's just the eyes of man are never satisfied. And yielding to these wrong spirits, you can tell the influence because the person is just always agitated and they're always upset and they're never happy and they're uh, miserable. Did you hear that word? Miserably uh, affected. Miserable. Well, it's because of the activity of the wrong spirit in their life that they're yielding to. And so the, that's why the Lord gave them these statutes because they didn't have the Holy Spirit like we do. They weren't born again yet. And, and he, you, you'll find very little about the devil in the Old Testament. Why? They didn't have authority over him. And if they had been told much about him, you know what they'd have done? They'd have worshipped the devil. Yeah, that's what the heathen were doing anyway. If you thought a God was hurting you and causing you problem, you tried to appease them through worship and sacrifice and that kind of thing. Uh, and so what the Lord is telling them through these statutes, don't do this and don't do this and don't do this. And why? Because if you won't do it, then you won't wind up yielding to these wrong spirits and getting in this kind of condition. Now he goes on to talk about, like I said, adulteries, uh, incest he talks about. He talks about uh, same sex. He talks about uh, bestiality. I mean, he talks about some bad, ugly stuff. And he goes on to say in verse uh, 24, defile not yourselves in any of these things. We didn't take the time to read it, but in the previous verses leading up to our Matthew 15 and our Mark 7, he was talking about defilement. In the previous several verses in Matthew 15, and then he gets to the Syrophoenician woman. Same thing in Mark 7, defilement, don't be defiled, this will defile you, and then the Syrophoenician woman. Well, and then it says the, the girl had an unclean spirit. Did you hear that? Yes, so it's the same thing. He said, don't defile yourselves in any of these things, for in all these the nations are defiled which I cast out before you. Verse 25, Leviticus 18, 25, the land is defiled. 
Therefore I do visit the iniquity thereof upon it, and the land itself vomits out her inhabitants. This is the land of Canaan that God is giving to his people Israel. And here we see why it was legitimate for those people to be displaced. The land itself, God said, is throwing them up. Now that's interesting, isn't it? Spiritual things are real. What does that mean? The creation of God itself, the land, the soil, the hills, the water, the plants, didn't like what its inhabitants were doing. <laughs> Can you see that? I mean, the whole valley and hills were going, <laughs> why? Over these Canaanites, the filth they were living in and the stuff they were doing. Can you see this? Spiritual things are real. He said, you, verse 26, you therefore will keep my statutes and my judgments and not commit any of these abominations, neither any of your own nation nor any stranger that sojourns among you. For all these abominations have the men of the land done which were before you, and the land is defiled. That the land spew not you out also when you defile it as it spewed out the nations that were before you. Why would he be talking to him about this? Because even when these people are driven out and they possess the land, Canaan's land, those spirits will still be there in that region and in that land. And so they will immediately try to influence God's people to do the same uh, ungodly, even filthy things that these people did. And one of the things the enemy's after is to get, judge, get judgment against you so that everything can be destroyed. He's a killer. He, he's a thief. He's a destroyer. He wants to see everybody taken out. And as long as we'll walk with God, listen to him, we're protected. He can't touch us, can't get to us. But if he can get you to reject God, and, and one of the things that they were doing here, I didn't get into it, but it involved the idol worship. And they were involved in human sacrifice. And you'll find that with numerous of the ancient civilizations that they find record of, you know, human sacrifice. And particularly, he mentions uh, sacrificing children, babies. Well, that's what they were doing. Can you understand, who would even have an idea to sacrifice a baby? That comes straight from the devil. Can you see that? Can he make somebody do that? No. He has to talk them into it through some kind of fear, through some kind of perverted ideas, whatever. So the Lord is saying, don't do these things like they did it because the land itself is vomiting them out. But if you slide right back into all the junk they were into, the land will spew you out too. You'll wind up in the same place that they, they wound up. Keep reading. He said, for whoever commit any of these abominations, that soul will be cut off from among their people. Therefore, you'll keep my ordinance that you commit not any one of these abominable customs which were committed before you, that you defile not yourselves. I am the Lord your God. And in the very next chapter, uh, the Lord spoke to Moses saying, speak to all the congregation of the children of Israel. Say to them, you shall be holy. 
For I, the Lord your God, am holy. Hallelujah. One of the definite, one of the meanings of holy is clean, pure, and clean, sanctified, set apart, separated. So the, these spirits, these influences that were there then, they're still around today. And you can see them. Some of it's hidden, some of it's not hidden. And the worse society gets, the more of it is not hidden. The more of it is blatant and, and out and open. What am I talking about? How did this woman's daughter get in this shape? Are y'all with me? This demon oppressed, that doesn't happen accidentally. That doesn't happen just out of the blue. You're not just, she wasn't just getting up going to school one day and, oops, I'm demon oppressed. No, it's because of what was going on in that town, in that community, what was going on in her house. Can you see this? And we know the kind of things that these people practiced. They, they worshipped Baal. They worshipped Ashtoreth. And I mean, part of your service in these things were orgies and all this kind of stuff. I mean, this is their religion and incest and just bizarre stuff you don't even want to talk about. Why am I talking about it? Because that's who she is in her current life. And that will explain why Jesus didn't immediately respond to her. And it will explain why he said it's not right to take the children's bread and throw it to the they lived like dogs. Can you see this class? Yes. It, it tells you Canaanite. Canaanite from this region. And we have ample scripture to tell us what was going on there. How many think there should be a difference between us and the unsaved, ungodly world? Yes. Right? Can we participate in everything they participate in and be okay? No, you can't. Can't. Can you feed on what they feed on and be okay? Now you open yourself up to things that can harass you and torment you and vex you and your children, your children and your grandchildren. All but the good news. Huh? This woman hadn't learned all about God. She hadn't learned all about these things, but in a day, in a few moments of time, her faith rose to the point where she could make a change and make an adjustment. How many think after being exposed to Jesus like this and getting a miracle like this, reckon there were some changes made back, back in time? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. There was some places they didn't go to anymore. Right? Things they didn't get involved, you know, and things that the, that the daughter didn't get involved in anymore. Because not only do you want to get free, you want to stay free. Can you say amen? amen. Praise God. Well, that's it. Our time is up again today. Uh, please come back with us tomorrow because there's a whole lot to see about how this woman, even though her background was so bad, how very quickly she made adjustments until the head of the church looks at her and says, that's some great faith, woman. Hallelujah. <laughs> Said out loud, I live by faith. I walk by faith. 
I overcome the world by faith. I'm strong in faith, giving glory to God. We'll see you next time here at Faith School. I've got the victory living inside. Thank you for joining us at Faith School. Class is dismissed for today, but you can watch this and other episodes of Faith School free of charge at faithschool.org. For more information, visit our website or call us at 941-702-7390.